I'm sorry, I'm not real. If you let me, I'll be so real for you. Go, go, let go! I'm sorry I didn't tell you about the world. Hello and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. It's been a very long time since we had Matt Fagerholm on. Happy to be here. From RogerEbert.com. With real people at the bar. Yeah. Great. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah. RogerEbert.com, <laughs> Indie-go. Oh, Indie Outlook, I'll just call it. That's <laughs> it. Yes, Indie-outlook. You have to dash-go dash dash to Outlook. it. Indie-outlook.com. Uh, that's it. You know, I do my research. Someone's sitting on the rights without the dash. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I own the dash. I, I own it. So, yeah, yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. But no, uh, this was a... Uh, so, I always like to talk about movies that are overlooked classics, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. as they call it at Ebertfest, uh, the unloved films. Well, the overlooked festival is what it was originally called, yes, and then some yes. filmmakers were like, we don't want to be overlooked, we don't think we're overlooked. Yeah. And also then Roger's like, you know, it kind of limits the amount of film. Sometimes, you know, like The Fugitive mm. wasn't an overlooked film, but we wanted to open it every now and then. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Like, and then a, a, a colleague of mine, Scout DeFoya, has a whole series called The Unloved, where it's about yeah. the films that are overlooked and neglected. He might have done the one we're talking about today, I'm not sure, but I'll have to check. But yeah. I agree with you, this one is very... Overlooked. Very um, criminally overlooked. Yes, I think. and uh, this is a movie we want to talk about for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And that movie is Steven Spielberg's <laughs> AI. Yes. Now, and I love that we're talking about it in a bar, because I did kind of yeah. want to drink after that, and I'm not, I'm not really a drinker. <laughs> But it was that kind of movie where it's like you almost need to just go somewhere and talk to someone about it over like a it's stiff very emotionally, beverage of some uh, kind. Yeah, it's yeah. emotionally heavy. Yeah. Now I for a summer release too. It was it came out in the summer and everyone's like this will be like our fun blockbuster <laughs> Spielberg blockbuster and that was no. not a Spiel no. no. That, as a matter of fact, that was Steven Spielberg's most challenging, daring film mm -hmm. outside of Munich. Yeah. And for sure. uh, it, my experience seeing the film was was very dynamic. Cause I remember. I was profoundly touched by it when mm -hmm. I saw this movie. Mm -hmm. And I think I was about like 16 years old when I saw it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I was in the bathroom at the Regal Cinema in Lincolnshire. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, you had your, your two typical like bros who come in, you know, the guys mm -hmm. with the backwards hats and the flip flops. Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. just like, how could that stupid alien be praying to a statue for 2,000 years? <laughs> Maybe that movie was dumb. And I'm just thinking, you just don't understand it. Uh -huh. And the thing that made AI <laughs> so special to me is because it really is a movie where. It's a mixture of Stanley Cooper because Stanley Cooper developed this film for yep. 20 years mm -hmm. and eventually walked up to Steven Spielberg and he said, I think you should direct it because, you know, it, it matches your sensibilities more. Yeah. Which does, you know, Kubrick is the very pessimistic, mm -hmm. the world's going to end, you know, mm -hmm. everything sucks kind of mm -hmm. guy. And there are and some purists who look at Kubrick well, like he was a real artist, and then yeah. Spielberg's the big commercial guy, mm -hmm. and they don't realize that these two guys actually very much respected each other. Mm -hmm. They they really respect each other as artists, mm -hmm. and Kubrick did realize that Spielberg's sensibilities were a better fit. But what I love what Spielberg did is he really made it a fusion of both of yeah. their voices, you know. Exactly. Um, and it was the perfect fusion because yeah. it does have... It goes to extremes of, uh, of, of, of its themes. Like, there's mm -hmm. the uh, sort of... And I guess according to Spielberg, he wrote the more sort of cynical parts, but who knows what's mm. true or what's not true. Yeah, yeah. But, like, like, the whole flesh fair thing and everything, apparently, with Steven Spielberg. But, yeah. like, you have a lot of 
you know, the dehumanization of uh, society. Mm -hmm. You have the whole, um, you know, what is it like to be human, sort of hell, mm -hmm. sort of references. You have mm -hmm. all these very grim, mm -hmm. sort of heavy subjects, but then you have the sentimentality with the very controversial final 30 minutes of the picture. <laughs> yes. Which uh, we, we will get into. Yes. Which, uh, th that's actually the portion of the movie that is, I think, very effective to me. Mm -hmm. But Well, and it's, uh, so you liked it right away. So after you yeah. saw it, you were, because for me, yeah. I... I was disappointed initially yeah. because I mean the marketing was great. You look up the trailers for AI, yeah. and it's like that's what trailers should be. They just give you a sense of what the film is, mm -hmm. and just enough to get interested. Um, but they weren't really showing all their cards, which was good. Yeah. But you, you know, I, I do have a tendency sometimes to read into things, and like I, I just like I know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get this really powerful. Just, but I thought it was gonna be more fun, more just kind of like I was expecting something nope. more popcorn movie, and I was just so I was like, oh my god, like I feel like I should be this like on some depression medication after this. Like it was yeah. just it was so rough, and people just weren't expecting that, and they yeah. weren't expecting something as interpretive as as the ending, and mm -hmm. and then that's what it was. So because I I went in as a huge Haley Joel Osment fan, yeah, because I had just seen The Sixth Sense. I was like, this kid's yeah. incredible. Yeah, even Pay It Forward, which has a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I was like, he's brilliant in yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like, yes, this is like you know Osment and Spielberg together. Like I didn't yeah. even care about Jude Law at that point. I was like, I'm just more about Who these guys. But amazing uh, in that movie. and Jude Law's incredible in it. Yeah, yeah. but um, so, but yeah, so I was just expecting that. Uh, it wasn't going to be something that would be as challenging as it was. And yeah, that was yeah, one of the examples yeah. of a movie. You get on a DVD yeah. and you watch the special mm -hmm. features. All the special features on the AI DVD are what made me love the movie. When mm -hmm. it starts really breaking down the essence of what was Spielberg, what was Kubrick, what was the, the yeah. techniques involved. I mean, it's an astounding picture the thing on many that, levels. Yeah, the thing that really uh, uh, I think a lot of folks didn't catch even the advertising is it was Kubrick's name mixed with Spielberg mm -hmm. and you know Stanley Kubrick's movies mm -hmm. um, were films that were never really embraced or loved and, and maybe with the exception of The Shining mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. like maybe 20 years later or something like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and I think AI is kind of that movie where you know, you spread the word of mouth it'll go down that path where mm -hmm. it's a Stanley Kubrick you know adamantly hated people who would just or not people but he would hate the idea of someone seeing a movie once mm -hmm. and then you know th that's it yeah, th then you've seen the film he's like no you never see a movie if you've just seen it once yeah and, AI and that's the challenge truly... as a critic too is when you have to see something like okay write my review right yeah, now so you exactly. have to know it's the initial impressions yeah we'll get to ebert in a minute but he his yeah. review of this was an initial impression he yeah. had to go back to and revise. Yeah. yeah, because it's a movie that is a treasure upon each viewing, mm -hmm. where you get something each time. Um, and the thing is, it, the reason it's so so much of a treasure is because how much emotionally you get out of it. Mm -hmm. This is Steven Spielberg's sentimentism, but it's matured. You know, mm -hmm. it's an emotionally mm -hmm. mature complicated picture and there are no easy answers that's the thing i think yeah. a lot of people see the ending as some sort of easy payoff but it's not no. it's actually an incredibly bleak ending they're not <laughs> in many they're ways they're not aliens folks they're robots they had yeah. to tell the press that <laughs> but they did but but yeah. I, and i like how he took the kubrick approach yeah. where he's like i'm not going to tell you what the star child is or what it means it's like yeah. he, he leaves that space for mm -hmm. the audience to kind of meet halfway and interpret yeah. it i was just talking to a whole class of students uh last night at this uh, columbia art house thing about a uh, mishima yeah. And, and Schrader and just and, and, and how Philip Glass would 
write the music uh, after seeing the footage once and then go off his own like imperfect memory to create a distance so yeah. the audience is meeting them halfway and that's what Spielberg's doing here I think mm -hmm. he was really I think he learned that from Kubrick yeah I think ways. you know because because Steven Spielberg as you said he was always seen as the commercial easily accessible guy mm -hmm. and you know you always get film purists who complain like I want him to do something different that isn't easy mm -hmm. so he does that and then people <laughs> still complain yeah you know because as if we're what not Spielberg does is easy that. anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh god I uh, mean he's a master yeah which I think you know I because you see all the imitators try to do it and mm -hmm. just it rarely ever works yeah exactly like people can blame him for being sentimental but guess what it works mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. a reason why his movies work is my father hates sci-fi with mm -hmm. a passion like anything that has any fantastical element mm -hmm. to it you know he washes his hands with it he's done with it he doesn't care mm -hmm. so as a deal to see uh creep show at the time mm -hmm. uh et was out on the same week ah, nice. so that would have been an amazing double bill yeah creep so show and well they did yeah. do the double bill and yeah. my uh my dad saw E.T. and he cried at the end of it. Yeah. You know? I think it's still Spielberg's best movie, personally, for me. Ah, that's, okay. That would that, that, be Very my personal fair. choice. Again, it's such apples, oranges. Yeah. But for me, I just think E.T. is just the essence of him. That, okay. And that's it. AI, you know, even just having, like, two letters at the beginning. Everyone yeah. thought AI was going to be his next E.T. Well, they, and it wasn't. They had to call God. AI artificial intelligence because yeah. people thought they would confuse it with A1. So That's they, right. So they didn't want to think it was about steak But everyone thought it was like, okay, here's this robot. He's going to be kind of like the alien in E.T. We're going to, it's going to yeah. be this more endearing be, film. We're going to love him. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not no. that movie at all. No. And um, essentially... Um, I forgot what I was going to say was, oh yeah, uh, my yes, father, my show, father, right? he, he, he cried during E.T. It was mm -hmm. a big surprise to him. Mm -hmm. And then he saw AI. I don't remember how. He didn't see it in the theater with me with my mom, who mm -hmm. totally didn't get it when mm -hmm. we walked out of the theater. Like, I didn't I was, either. I was choked up. My mom's yeah. like, that was weird. I didn't understand yeah. it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, <laughs> but, but my dad saw it and he's like, I liked that movie. I'm mm. like, really? You? That's interesting. But yeah. so Spielberg knows what he's doing when mm -hmm. it comes to sentimentality. Mm -hmm. And AI. And it's a very unsentimental movie in many respects. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, this very movie involves uh, robots getting burned alive <laughs> yeah. and tortured, and there's prostitution. Mm -hmm. You know, when they're mm -hmm. going inside the tunnel with a woman's mouth, they're playing uh, mm -hmm. Richard Strauss's music as yes. an homage to Kubrick. <laughs> right. You know, it's supposed to be like you're going inside a woman's legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're... And in the end, it's about a little boy, and oh. I, I think we're beyond the spoiler territory. Oh, I think it's so. A, it's, it's, we it's haven't even really a, done the synopsis, so I yeah. assume people know what we're talking about. It's about <laughs> Pinocchio if he never became a real boy, yes. and if he dies in the end. Yeah. Like, that, that's what that's and people question, did he really die or not? And John Williams kind of answered that question right away. He's like, yeah, he said. Yeah. You know? I, I assume that was it. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, well, you can't talk about this movie without getting into the ending, which is... You know, there was a lot of controversy behind the ending of the film, mm -hmm. which is, you know, is, and uh, rightfully so, that, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're space aliens and they bring David back to life mm -hmm. and all and that. And a lot of people thought they were, uh, well, I mean, they, 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 there's some sort of connection with them and uh, the Close Encounters aliens. They had a yeah. similar design in terms well, of they like were, the long, gangly They were the temporary design with the special effects department until they could get the final mm -hmm. uh, look for the aliens. Mm -hmm. And... 
essentially what they ended up doing is they they just uh, uh, they, they just kind of stuck with that design, mm-hmm. you know, which was kind of lazy on Spielberg's part. I'll admit, mm-hmm. um, but but I like it. I, I like yeah. that it is kind of a callback to Close Encounters. And to him, yeah. they are aliens. He yeah. doesn't know that they're also robots. Well, they're more advanced robots. They had to send something to the foreign press at the time, saying mm-hmm. that. These are not aliens. These are super advanced robots that were <laughs> built by other robots. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. that and kind they're of trying brings, to figure out yeah, who these creatures to, were called man that used to live in this place that we're screwing up right now. Actually, yes, as a matter exactly. Of fact, someone will dig up this tape at some point and go, "What was this thing where people talked in bars?" You know, yes, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen one of these days. So, you yeah. all, the, the 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 global warming in the movie. <laughs> oh is my god! Shockingly relevant to today. When yeah. you have Ben Kingsley, who is a super robot, mm-hmm. who's narrating the beginning, and he says, you know, uh, various the first cities line. have... Yeah. The first line is yeah. those, those days after the icebergs melted. Yeah, and, and cities have lost have New flooded, York and all these, yeah. you know, the, the ocean levels rose. I mean, this is just, you know, a few years from now, basically. Yeah, this was in 2001 set. that they said it, this, which, what an homage to Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. where... You know, this movie has so many references to 2001, mm-hmm. and Kubrick was involved in this movie for about 20 years until he gave it to Spielberg, and then he tragically passed away. And that was and really then the movie does come out in 2001. I think that yeah. was even like right before I became fully aware of like yeah. the idea of global warming. Like we'd yeah. start talking about it in school, but it was never really said as like something that's all that important, like greenhouse gases, when it was yeah. a little warmer, whatever. You know, and it was like before the Al Gore and Convenient Truth came out and stuff. So it's like this film was kind of ahead of its time in terms yeah. of even raising that conversation. A lot of people have probably heard that, like, what? Global warming? Yeah. What is it? You know, it's something like the Jetsons left to deal with and not us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, what was <laughs> the moment for you where this film you realized was uh, much more profound than you originally conceived it to be? Oof. I mean, there's many different instances, I think. I mean, I, I went back when it was still in theaters because that first time I just, I just didn't know what to do with it. And, but it, but it would haunt me, and, and usually yeah. I find the films that haunt me and just force me to go back. That's like the most rewarding cinematic experiences you can have. And so I went back when it was it was like an open caption screening, weirdly enough. So it was like for people who was like, you know hard of hearing. So really? I was watching the subtitle of the dialogue on the screen, and for some reason just reading it while watching it, somehow it hit me on a more profound level. Really. I got more of a sense of what he was doing, and. I, I can't really separate my memories. Of, actually, I think it's great that we're doing this on, uh, what is this, September 10th? Yes. Is, oh, my know, God, it is. Because I, I think this is one of the films, uh, this is the first film I think about when I think of 9-11, even though it mm. came out you know, f- uh, a couple months before, mm. because we're looking at this post-apocalyptic skyline of New York that's just you know, shroud, you know, it's mm. filled with water, and we see the Twin Towers. Yeah, they, it's like they one of the fought, last times you could really fought s- to keep those in there. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of the last times you could really see that uh, on film. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, there's a shot in the movie uh, where Jude Law, who is like the sex robot, yeah, yeah. who goes against his programming to help this boy. And, yeah, and, yeah brilliant performance. I mean, him yeah. and Osmond, I think, it's two of the best performances in all, any Spielberg movie. And there's a scene where he sees David throwing himself and comes off down of like a building. Tear. Yes, yeah. and he comes down like a tear. And it's a, and that's I think that's an homage to the film in Cold Blood, mm. where you see this killer and he's looking out the window and you see rain, yeah. the reflection of rain that's going down, down his face because he can't open up, he can't openly yeah. have emotion himself, so he needs yeah. the rain to do it. And so here's a robot who can't cry, yeah. and he needs the reflection to do it. So you yeah. see like how David's unlocking this emotion yeah. in the Jude Law character. But also, I mean, to me, that that to me is like the seminal image of. 9/11. Again, this came out two yeah. months before. But just the idea of the, the people falling—that's like the image that 
still haunts me they're, they're, from all the coverage. Their bodies are our tears weeping for them after they have passed. Yes, you yes. Know? And it was also, this is the first movie that I thought of when Robin Williams died. It's always going to be one of the hardest oh, yeah. deaths for me to accept. Yeah, I, and I, it's like I can't post anything about him because it's just, it's like I'll post things, but I can't write anything sentimental because like, I'll, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the only like person I've never knew in my life who mm -hmm. died where I was like, like wanted to cry when he died. Yeah. Well, I began yeah. my tribute to him. Like that was one of the few times where someone died, and I had to immediately write something. I, did, yeah. I had to write a tribute on my blog, and I started with the monologue he reads yeah. in AI, where he's just he's the kooky doctor yeah. guy that they go to Doctor No. Yeah. They go to Doctor No, this big automated like Ask Jeeves, basically yeah. saying, you know, where, where where are we supposed to go? <laughs> and it's real Williams doing his whole shtick, which by then had become kind of mechanical. Like he was still great at that, but it's like he could he could put on his shtick. And then when it all just kind of evaporates and the mask goes, yeah. then all we're left with is just Williams talking about the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, that was, that was the first child. thing I yeah. thought of where I was just like, there is Williams kind of exposing all the demons yeah. he went through. I mean, there's there's endless layers of that's a phenomenal profundity to this movie. <laughs> uh, aspect to it, because yeah, yeah, it's like Robin Williams always presents himself as funny, but immediately it's like cut the bullshit. Yeah, like give me the real answer. Mm -hmm. It's almost them saying, "Who are you?" Yeah, and then he says, "I'm fucking sad." Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was incredible. So I don't know. I, I don't know what, what the specific moment was. I know I, yeah. I, I love the special features, really kind of getting inside yeah. of it. And I think it was a lot of uh, John Williams, actually. A lot His of the features of John Williams explaining phenomenal. why he was going for this tone you here. Know, there is a, there is a tone, actually. Uh, some of my notes here. It's one um, of the best uh, scores, too. I remember I, I bought the CD. And yeah, that's I how it, I would I like. It, I was listening to it earlier today. Uh, oh yeah. My drive here. I would just and like meditate to that music as a kid. Like, oh, when, yeah. like when high school was getting too stressful, like, I would just go home and just listen to that music for like. Monica's memories and lost dreams. Yeah. You know during yes, the, act the operatic. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, we won't be actually, doing the karaoke version of that. <laughs> the <laughs> movie okay version. Movie okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Fard Muhammad. And I said, yes, right? Farad Muhammad, and, yes, who does the movie Yoki. We should, yeah, we should do yeah, that yeah. sometime. Yeah, all that, yeah. We'll That'd cut awesome. this for time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, essentially, um, yes, this is one of John Williams' best scores, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. And Definitely. actually, when they play the piano concerto uh, towards the end of the picture, when, you know, Monica is brought back to life. And that's know, the David's mother. Mom. That's the mother. Yes. Frances O'Connor, I believe her name yes, was. Yes, uh, mommy's brought back to life. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, what they did essentially was they they uh, editor Michael Kahn and you know Steven Spielberg they actually let that concerto play out and they edited it to the music to the music which is know. what they did with the final 15 minutes of E.T. which mm. is my favorite finale of any movie yeah. where Spielberg heard that music and he's like that's how we cut it yeah. that's how we cut it from from the shot of the kids on the bikes you know zooming down the road. Yeah to the, that cut to black on Elliot's face. That's yeah. all right connected to the note mm -hmm. of the music. And that's so, I didn't know yeah. that they did that with, a, with the AI yeah. too. There are some weird parallels. Yeah, there, are, there certainly yeah. is. Uh, and I think uh, that's why in the end, uh, uh, Kubrick they want to, They both want to go home. They yeah. both ultimately want to phone home. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. That, this is why Kubrick chose Spielberg in the end. Yes. Because Kubrick, uh, he, he, he's like, you know, you. I can't get a real, he wanted to use a real robot for the film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, of course they couldn't do that. 
I mean, maybe now you could use like a puppet or an animatronic or something. Mm -hmm. But and CG just wouldn't have cut it. It no, just no. would not have and cut CG it. CG is, you know, it gets a bad rap and for a good reason a lot mm -hmm. of times because, mm -hmm. you know, when you have something that's physically on screen, the audience can detect that mm -hmm. and they can tell. That's why I love that Dark Crystal series that's on Netflix. Again, I won't yeah. go off subject, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that was, you know, you, you bring back a Jim Henson series, you got to yeah. do, do it with the puppets. Yeah. And they actually tried it with CG and it just didn't work. Yeah. It was like, no, you know, or some, some are CG, some are puppets. No. It, it's yeah, gotta be the all romanticism is gone once yeah. you imagine like a fat guy eating Cheetos, clicking on buttons, you know. <laughs> it's just not exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> Wayne Knight from Toy Story Two. Comes yeah, in the conversation. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the shot looks good, but that's right. Uh, uh, so going back but, to bringing back Monica, right? Yeah, so yeah. Back so, the they bring so they back bring Monica. her back like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. It's the oh, DNA. Oh my god, that's also kind of an interesting and connection. There's there yeah. a, a, a fascinating note in Roger's re-review of the film because he originally gave it three stars, and mm -hmm. his complaint was he wanted to know more about the human characters mm -hmm. and why, you know, what they were feeling. And then you know he goes back and he's like, well, what really matters is the robot's perception of human emotion. Yeah. And how it affects them, mm -hmm. from my understanding, and yeah, the, the initial review he said that this yeah. film has mastered the artificial, but not the intelligence. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> he yeah. felt like it was definitely lacking in. Yeah, you know, like, well, why should we care about this robot? You yeah, know? why should yeah. we think about this? And, and then he uh, looks back and he's like, oh, it's because it's us learning our own emotions. Yeah, you know, and yeah. especially when you get to the ending. It's, uh, he was speaking to another critic and she had a wonderful note that I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh my God, why did I think of this? Mm -hmm. When when they had the blue fairy come to life. Mm -hmm. uh, and Meryl Streep. Yeah, when Meryl Streep comes over, that kind of ruined it when I found out it was Meryl Streep years later. But it's I, good enough. Cause, the cause the like, voice is not. No, it's like she's know. wonderful in it. Mm -hmm. It's just that now it's like, oh, I, that's a sure. person I know. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah. or not know, but you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and then what we're, we're what happened in the end is it's not a fellow critic told Roger that it that didn't happen. His mom did not come back to life. The blue fairy wasn't alive. Mm -hmm. Those super advanced robots put that in his head. That's right. And he thought that was happening. Mm -hmm. And in the end, that's what he really wanted. And they did mm -hmm. that by going through his memory yes. and by trying to understand what human emotion is. Mm -hmm. Because he, David, was designed out of the emotion of William Hurt's uh, Professor Hobby's uh, Professor deceased, Hobby, yes. Yeah, deceased son. His hobby is to bring back his son. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that's all indicated in the Kingsley line where he says, give give him what he wants. Yeah. Right there. It's yeah. like, okay, we're going to put on a show. We're going to extract yeah. the information through yeah. this through this way, you know. And that's the beauty it's, of that ending. You don't. Yeah. It doesn't just tell you, oh, this is what happened. Yeah. You don't know what happened. And mm -hmm. to your point earlier, when it doesn't give you easy answers, when Monica drops David off in the middle of the woods, mm -hmm. it's it, it's the same situation where, let's say you have a, uh, a like a little kid, and mm -hmm. you have a like a like a pit bull or something, and one day the pit yeah. bull gets mad and he bites the kid, yeah. and you and you put him in the woods. Like, what would you do? You yeah, love that's right. him. That's He's right. always been a part of your family, but in the end. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be more important? That's right. It's going your to be, flesh and blood. It's going to be your flesh and blood yeah, kid. Yeah. So although what she does is monstrous, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know you, you immediately hate her, mm -hmm. and you wonder, why does this kid pursue after this woman who mm -hmm. just dumped him in the mm -hmm. woods and said, But hey, I, got, I got it at the same time. Yeah. I knew why she was doing it at the yeah. same time. It, it uh, challenges us morally yeah. and be like, well, what would you do? Mm -hmm. Would you fucking just let him mm -hmm. off like that? You know? Mm -hmm. Or would would you take him to the to the like? Because at the end we question was it 
human what she what humane what she yeah. did yeah you know take her take her to the uh take her to the factory where he was built and have him kill him yeah or leave him off in the woods mm -hmm. you know where you know these robots have like unlimited fuel supplies apparently yeah. and yeah and they they could live forever she didn't know what to do she was yeah. she was someone under a tremendous amount of stress yeah and it's, I feel like I'm arguing for a real person here, <laughs> but uh, but it, it gives us those challenges. Yeah. And the, the, just and it, like the ending, you're challenged, yeah. like, what's real, what's not? Yeah. Should, should, and the reason this movie always meant so much to me, maybe because I saw it with my mother, mm -hmm. it made me so effective. It, it, it made me so... Uh, it made it reminded me of my mother, mm -hmm. and it reminded me mm -hmm. of my family and what I'm grateful mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. and it reminded me of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe Spielberg was channeling some of his own childhood because I know he uh, grew up in Ohio and he had to you know go through I think a divorce mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. and that's, oh yeah, uh, th that's I mean that's why the recurring thing with, of like yeah. the distant father figures or the absent father yeah, figures. Yeah, because is he doesn't love Martin in the end. He loves Monica. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And uh, and uh, Martin's dad, uh, uh, played by uh, Jason Robard's son Sam, and oh yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, in the end, it's all about just wanting to have a family, mm -hmm. and that theme really resonates. I think on the most personal level it does. for Spielberg in this one, because in the end yeah. you realize sometimes someone doesn't love you unconditionally the way you want them to, mm -hmm. but you can't let go of it. That's right. You know? And yeah. it's about being able to let go. And in the end, that's why David dies. Like he dies in peace with a mm -hmm. fantasy. Mm -hmm. Just like how sometimes we die maybe with a lie yeah. that we keep within ourselves. See, it's it's an intellectual <laughs> complicated ending. It is. Yeah. Well, and, and him praying to the blue fairy for 2,000 years or yeah. however. I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than us praying to a deity or some higher power. Just something that we, That's what keeps us going, even yeah. if it pins us under the carousel for thousands of years. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, that's, that's definitely the metaphor. And I, it also connects to what is the, the, the defining theme of Kubrick. Which yeah. is which is, to what degree are humans programmed? To, are, are we machines like the tools that we create? Yeah. Like I, I love that it's always about like like how much of our humanity is programmed, how much of it is genuine, you know, and, that, and that's what he's getting at in 2001. Like like yeah. David is no different from the bone that yeah. the uh, that the that the apes turn into, a, you know, like a bludgeon. <laughs> it's like is he any more you know, heartless than Hal? Yeah, because you know, they were gonna fucking kill Hal. Like, hey, exactly. So Hal's like, no, I'll, I'll kill all of you. Yes, you know. And the humans become so reliant on the technology that mm -hmm. the technology becomes more human than them. That's the yeah. great thing in two thousand one, where Hal is so much more compelling of a character yeah. than the two schmucks that are on the exactly. uh, on the. I'd on be the fucked ship. if this dies right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 that's and and I, I they're kind of doing that in AI, where it's where there is kind of a mechanical like hollow element to the humans and yeah. i think spielberg just nailed it like i think yeah. that is very much how the kubrick people would have acted in this environment there's something kind of weirdly inhuman about the humans yeah. in ai and yeah. and and osmond's performance i'll just go ahead and say it i think he's one of the greatest actors in cinema i, I believe it of all time if you yes if you're looking at what he did from sixth sense to ai and yeah. then, unfortunately, like so many child actors, studios didn't know what to do with him, and then his career just didn't really recover. Well, after he that. wanted to have a normal childhood. I'm very glad he That's did. That's probably. I was, I was worried as hell about him when I was a kid. Yeah, with all like, that scrutiny and everything. Oh yeah, just because like you know, he's gonna have. He's never gonna have a childhood. It'll be like yeah. a lot of these actors where you talk to them and mm -hmm. they're nice people, but they they don't know anything outside of a life that's been on a set for 18 mm -hmm. hours a day. 
Yeah, yeah. and, on, and he, like he had a father, I guess, who was always present on the set. You even see him like yeah. in the footage, and so I don't know. Maybe they grounded him enough, but but just like what he what he achieved in AI. I've never yeah. seen a child actor do anything yeah. like like what he did, where it, he starts out in the very kind of you know I'm, I'm doing the cute. Haley Joel Osment thing, but something's <laughs> off about this. He didn't blink. And no, he didn't yeah. blink once in the whole movie. And he did yeah, a little bit. I caught it when I was looking last night. A little but bit, yeah, yeah, but but that not. could be the fluttering of uh, his going against the program. I don't know. Yeah, no, it knows? was actually that. That's that mm -hmm. a good point yeah, because the, in, yeah. in the scene with the reading, the spinach. Yes. You know, he does blink for a second before. before that's his right. Eye that's so, right. Yeah. And that's when the the programming's going. But just yeah. the the arc that he has to go, the emotional arc where he is just yeah. ravaged by the end, and then he's yeah. facing himself. Mm -hmm. of how he was at the beginning and you're like oh my god I cannot believe yeah. the emotional ground that's been covered between these two ends I yeah. mean, that, that performance because he goes astounding. from the sweet little kid yeah. to being uh, not sure of how to feel about everything mm -hmm. to being violently angry you yeah. know, smashing the other David in the face and decapitating mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. why did Professor Hobby leave that door open for him to discover all the other robots for him to kill himself yeah get that. Hobby is, is is kind of a klutz let's just say yeah he is I mean, <laughs> he's he's he has a one-track mind he's gonna use all the technology just to bring back the Sun yeah. and that's all he thinks about he doesn't really think too deeply about things he's us when we're stuck in grief and we can't yeah. move beyond it and he's you thinking could, about yeah. what this robot represents to him. Yeah. He's not thinking about the destroyed life of the robot yeah. that he's brought to life. And yeah. he doesn't think enough to say, oh, I probably should keep that door locked, or I probably should keep an eye <laughs> on I'll just leave you in this library. Yeah. I'll get everyone else out here. Yeah, yeah. like we're no, gonna bring no. out the team. Like exactly. it took him like 30 fucking minutes to get the team. Like, That's right, hell? exactly. Just be like, guys, he's here. Like, <laughs> I, I think they left him there. I think it was just him and he went crazy, mm -hmm. you know? And they just had these leftover models. I love that interpretation. Yeah. That he's the only one left in that building. I, I always thought great. that happened. That's I always great. thought this yeah. like everyone's just like <laughs> like even when uh, he was like speaking, who wants to work where the lions weep? You know, they're, yeah. they're probably finding some affordable housing. Exactly. Like why do we want to Cloud live? City building or something? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Like why why do we want to live somewhere where you know it's already flooded? Yeah. Like what are we hiding from? <laughs> I guess because people hate them because they make artificiality. Yeah. You yeah. get Brendan Gleeson who kind of had a good point when he was burning all the robots yeah when he said, you know in the end we're dealing with artificiality mm -hmm. we're dealing with something that isn't real and if you don't like mm -hmm. it too fucking bad you know mm -hmm. but he's kind of right it's mm -hmm. like look they designed this child yeah to, to to manipulate our emotions and david is manipulating his mm -hmm. parents in the beginning mm -hmm. you know he keeps trying to find things to make them like him mm -hmm. whether play hide or go seek yeah. or whether it's to just kind of randomly sporadically start laughing in the middle of the dinner yeah you know it's, it's know. like he's finding something in his circuitry for them to finally love him and then yeah. he finally does find that thing mm -hmm. except mm -hmm. his mom loves him and then it's like you never know if he gets that love back mm -hmm. fuck that's depressing <laughs> yeah but <laughs> yeah. well and i think that was it i think people if they didn't quite get it they weren't yeah. getting the emotional release or the catharsis that they would yeah. normally get from Spielberg. Mm -hmm. I think that was why people were There's no resistant to it. Spaceship shooting rainbows at the end or flowers growing. I'm not knocking on mm -hmm. ET, but mm -hmm. it's like it's not a. Oh yeah, it's, not it's a, a totally different. It's not a. Picture. It's not a happy film. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's. I think it's one of those movies that the more times you see it, the more you get out of it. And yeah. It's just profoundly affected me mm -hmm. whenever I would feel lost mm -hmm. or whenever I would want to go back home. Mm -hmm. I just think about that movie. Yeah. You know? And I think about it more and more, really, with, with, yeah. with, with climate change and the environmental catastrophes that we're facing right yeah. now in this society. Yeah. It's, uh, this is the season finale of the world. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's starting. To, it's, it's feeling like that in many ways, and I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm grateful that Spielberg had that clout. Now, maybe he would yeah. be like, maybe a studio wouldn't even take that gamble now. Maybe of this course. would have just gone no. right to Netflix no. No. at this point. Yeah. But uh, I'm so grateful that it did. And then yeah. he went right back and did his kind of Kubrick-styled a bit. Yeah. Uh, but it was more of like an action movie. It was kind of like his yeah. Kubricky action movie, Minority Report, and that was a huge hit. Yeah, that the was following uh, summer, it was, and it was it was yeah, greatly it was entertaining. 2003 that came out. Yeah, yeah. Lot very entertaining, but also much more kind of conventionally it was satisfying. More streamlined, you know, yeah. it was more like the bad guy gets what he gets in the end. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And then the good guys, you know, they get to have a nice, peaceful life, and it, it was more accessible. Mm -hmm. AI is a movie where. You see it at first, or a lot of people did. I liked it right away because I'm a genius. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, other people they they see it at first, they'd be like, "What the what the hell was that?" Yeah. Did I just watch a movie where a little kid died, and then they mm -hmm. magically brought things back to life, and aliens came in for no reason. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who still can't stand it and say, uh, "I I disagree with you on the on the yeah. ending." And they have every right to. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's it's an interpretive thing. I just think yeah. there's so much more depth. It is one of those films that's like. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. The more you see it, the more layers there are. Yeah. 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 It Chapter Two, on the other hand, no, I don't have to go into writing. <laughs> I don't know if that's quite a segue, but uh, Anthony yeah. Muschietti is a fucking hack. Uh, All right, but <laughs> Andy Muschietti did a very Andy, good. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, very good short, Mama, in 2008. Yeah, it's not. I mean, and it was, and it was just you know the kids creeping down the stairs, and there's this shadow in the background. All of a sudden, it lunges at the room. Yeah, same old horror fast. movie playbook but, but cliche. But it was done well enough, yeah. and it worked in a short form. Yeah. But now he's made a three-hour horror film that is relying on that exact same thing for three hours. Yeah. Of this this thing is in the back, and all of a sudden, it yeah. comes right at you. It's like, for three hours. And guess what? AI is still way more terrifying than that movie. <laughs> when, he's, when he's in that it room is. with all those uh, replicas of himself, oh, and he realizes yeah. how irrelevant it is, yeah. it's kind of us when we you know, go down the street of Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's all this life. Who am I to anybody? That is one of the you know? greatest uh, bits of uh, John Williams scoring too. Like, like that really atonal, yeah. Like mm -hmm. the atonal howls and just yeah. the, it's so haunting. That like when I would listen to the AI soundtrack mm -hmm. and I would just be like lying in bed. Like this would be when I was in like high school theater and I had like a play to do at yeah. night. I was like, I just want to like decompress from it. That would just give me like the freakiest like fever dreams yeah. of like really just feeling like you're just stranded in this. <laughs> planet yeah. without people and you're just wandering around like yeah, yeah it's it's a trip the, yeah. the the john williams music that is a trip. It, it's amazing there when after they cut away from the first scene where william hurts pitching the idea of david mm -hmm. there's uh there's a piece of music in here uh i don't have i can't mm -hmm. find it on my notes because i'm freaking out no that's but, all right <laughs> but remember in space uh, they, they fade down from that scene they fade up to uh, Monica, like speaking to Martin, yeah. you know, sort of when he's in a comatose yes. state, and, the, and mm -hmm. the music in it is very relevant from when they're uh, when they find the monolith and it's playing that horrible ringing sound, and he comes into the yeah. Jupiter mission, and yeah. then you have I think it was Johann Strauss uh, yeah. playing the Gaiani Ballet Suite. I'm sure it's not pronounced. That was Gaiani, from but, 2001, uh, or that they yeah. used that. Well, same they did it, but, it did, but, the, but but the strings that Williams used. Is very much like very this kind of tonal shift. Yeah. That he, and that movie uses a lot of tonal shifts like that, where it slowly fades down mm -hmm. and it goes in the next act. Yeah. Um, that's that. No, that's a great point. And, and so I when think when Martin comes in, they slow down. They, they fade down. They yeah. Come in the next act when mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, because I think Will, William said that this score was very similar to Close Encounters. Mm. And what I love about Close Encounters is he utilizes the melody 
of uh, When You Wish Upon a Star <laughs> from Pinocchio. <laughs> so there's yes. kind of a Pinocchio connection between Although both very, of these. The movie is very unapologetically telling you this is Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, yes. for sure. But I just love even just the subtlety, the, the subtlety he puts in Outside things. of when they're reading Pinocchio on a book in a pond, yeah. you know, like that yeah. was a little like, why are you on a canoe it's a bit all much. of a sudden? It's but, definitely a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but there's subtlety and nuance in the Williams music. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like in uh, Phantom Menace where the Anakin theme comes Kind of ends a bit with the Imperial March. Like he'll just yeah. he'll put that in there if you know what, mm -hmm, he, what mm -hmm. he's doing. Otherwise, yeah. you won't see it. A lot of I I remember I used to have like a music teacher in uh, film school. Who hated John Williams and said like music should be invisible in the picture. And I'm like, it depends on the picture. Yeah, there's many know? different approaches yeah. that work great. You yeah. know, I I love that you just cannot separate the image from the Williams music. No. It's, 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 it's unthinkable without it. There. Oh, God, yeah. It would be terrible. Yeah. Well, someone did do an experiment like that on YouTube where they showed the ending of E.T. without the music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so Probably is awkward. Flat. Yeah. It's yeah. probably awkward, yeah. yeah. But it's like, why does it take Elliot that long to say goodbye? You know? Yeah. <laughs> with the music, it yeah. just it makes everything work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or just think how much of a letdown it would be if just, like, Star Wars. Mm, you know, the title <laughs> going back, nothing there. Yeah, like, like, yeah. George Lucas didn't expect shit. And then, you know. like, John Williams just came in and blew his mind. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, they, uh, I think it's uh, one of the classics. I think I, I really hope that like a Stanley Kubrick film will, will be appreciated by today. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, it's 2000. That movie's like 10. How many years now? Because I'm gonna like almost 18 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's 2018 now. It'll be oh, yeah. no, no, it's 19. Almost 19 years old. Mm -hmm. By next year, it's gonna be 20 years old. Or, or 20 years old in 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'll be 18 now. We'll, we'll, but we'll so, be, this is the, this is the best film to watch on September 11th. Yeah. Of this year. This is it probably is. coming out after, but it's uh, th this is the film I'd watch. Yeah. This is, this is it the film is. I'd watch you to know? just kind of bring me back to what it was like, you mm. know, in those in, the, in those months. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was more the pessimistic picture during uh, post 9 11. People didn't want a pessimistic picture. Yeah, they, they wanted Spider-Man Spider next year. Yeah. And they wanted uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and yeah. uh, the first Harry Potter film that, that winter. Yeah. And, the, and, and you, I mean, I think you can draw a direct line from the escapism that was triggered from 9 yeah. 11, the hits to the MCU and everything that followed. Yeah. Like, I remember just the, the hunger for that first Spider Man film was oh just enormous. God. And and that has left us where we are now yeah. today. Did you the see the studios battling over Spider-Man? Did you see the uh, someone actually was able to find the first trailer that they caught mm. for Spider-Man, where there's these guys robbing a bank, and then their helicopter gets stuck in between the twin towers. Oh yes, and, I yeah. heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and someone yeah. brought it back in like 4K. Mm. You know, which you should check out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but don't. I think AI is. Uh, Perfect homage to where we are mm -hmm. now. Absolutely. You know, and the, where, Absolutely. how the world kind of changed, you know, post 9 11. And yeah, I give uh, Spielberg, actually, that's not the first time he really wanted the Twin Towers in the background. If you look at the end of Munich and the ending shot, right. when they walk away, they got the Twin Towers. That's there right. As well. yeah. Which reminds me of yeah. his pal Scorsese's movie, Gangs in New York, yep. where you have that flash forward in time and you see the Twin yep. Towers. Again, and yep. about, you know, this yep. idea of what, what, what makes a real American. Yeah. Who's a real American? You know, the people who live in denial of the fact that we're ultimately a nation of immigrants anyway. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of topical to have that natives. back there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I and I love yeah. that Daniel Day-Lewis throws a knife 
uh, at a picture of Lincoln in that movie. Yeah. It's almost like saying, that'll be my next Oscar right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> After there'll be blood. There we go. Do a twofer on that. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get an Oscar out of this voice somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Plainview. There we go. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll do my John Houston. My <laughs> Combine exaggerated it, yeah. John Houston. Bill the Butcher meets John Houston. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's all I have on AI because, yeah, this is something I want to talk about so long. Oh, because, yeah. Because, like, yeah. I, it cro oh, I, do, I will say this. Uh, when you watch this video at the end, as a little treat, you will see real footage of me crying to the ending just sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> wait you filmed this i filmed it uh, wait, recently like a couple of years a ago a couple of years ago oh, it was on my phone and i kept it that's yeah. great that's great <laughs> i just watched it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. i could do that for myself and it's a wonderful life every christmas I oh god yeah, yeah, yeah i could yeah, do that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or anyone watching, uh, won't you be my neighbor, you know? <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait for that. Mariel Heller, represent. Oh, yeah. I gotta, uh, she it, might be three for three now. We'll see. Wow. That'd be so, amazing. yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. But, yeah, so on that note, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on. Absolutely, my AI. pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's footage of me crying like a baby to the end. Let's watch. <laughs>